Welcome to the Hold for Release podcast. I'm Kevin, a private pilot and an instrument-rated pilot here to talk about the U.S. airline industry. I'll provide my thoughts on aviation news, financial reports, and updates along with some personal flight experience. The Hold for Release podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is not meant to be an official report for any investment advice, news, or aviation guidelines. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Now let's get into it. Right, we are back. It has been a while. It has been a while. About two months of absence or so. Um, just been really slammed here, here at school. But uh, I'm back. Uh, a lot has happened since my last podcast, which was was when I discussed uh, everything that was going on in Afghanistan. Um, just want to lead off and kind of say in that podcast, I said I have a feeling that something something bad was going to happen. Um, everything that was going on in, in Kabul and sure enough just a couple days later there was that explosion which killed I believe it was 13 um, people which was just terrible just terrible but we're glad that that's getting uh, figured out that was a terrible situation that we were in it's still pretty bad over there but it, it's a little better anyway today we're going to be talking kind of just updating a, a little bit about the industry what's going on and then um, the main point of today's topic is going to be what I envision next summer to be for the airlines. Just want to lead off and, and start by saying that companies were pretty resistant on requiring uh, vaccine mandates for their employees. United Airlines was the first to jump on it and say that their employees must be vaccinated and they had a number of people who who quit over that however other airlines kind of held back delta airlines said they 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 didn't require vaccines but they said if uh, they get a $200 deduction or something like that every month for their health care. I don't, I don't know the details of it, but I think that was a good idea. Um, whoever implemented that by Delta, was, I think that's a good idea because you can't force. I don't think you should force people to get the vaccine, but it's really important. And if something happens in the company, an employee catches COVID-19 and is in the hospital, the airlines don't want to have to pay for that for health care uh, and health, ben- health benefits, rather. So more airlines are requiring vaccines. I believe American Airlines require their, like I said, United before they're still requiring their their employees to. I'm not, I think either Alaska or Southwest required their employees. I can't, I'm not too sure, but it's happening more and more. And I think it's only going to increase as more research comes out about the vaccine, more and more people will get it. And I think more and more companies should require it. Um, even though I said no one should be forced, it's going to be the only way to end this pandemic and save lives. So I I don't want to get political about that, but I'm kind of in the middle. But anyway, I can see both sides. Anyway, let's talk about summer 2022. Although it seems like it's not for a while, it's kind of right around the corner. Airlines are already starting to plan for this. Something that I initially noticed as I was doing some research on this is that I was looking at new routes and numbers and kind of analytical things in in this sense of how these routes are doing, the number of flights that are going out and 
how many people are on these flights. Reporters are saying that we're getting close to 2019 numbers just because an airline releases 10 to 15 new routes. That's complete, completely just not true. And that, and that, that is so not true. And that it really bothers me when people say that. it's We're so far from 2019. It's crazy. That was the all-time high in commercial aviation. We'll get there again, but we're not anywhere close. We are still in, in just severe recovery mode at this point. Delta Airlines just reported their first quarterly profit this past quarter since the start of the pandemic. And reporters and analytics and, um, uh, and analysts, I mean, are reporting or saying that this is the it's that the airline industry is starting to look like 2019 again. This is just not true. It's just, it's just so not true. And the reason this is because, yeah, our domestic travel is coming back. And it was coming back a little bit, especially during the summer. But just like anything, it's anything in the airline industry that's very cyclical. In the fall, it starts to slow down again. You see these patterns and trends every single year where travel is at a high on Christmas, Thanksgiving, Labor Day, that kind of stuff in the summer. Uh, travel is always at a high at, at, at the summer and Christmas. That's no different than this year, especially it's been, what, a year, more than a year and a half, about a year and a half for the pandemic. And it's normal. We're going to see that as people get more and more comfortable to fly. We're going to see those numbers kind of be... I guess routine, but not as high. So the all-time high for commercial travel, from what I've seen, is summer 2019. That's where everyone was traveling. Um, Domestic and international travel was at a high. And then obviously everything went to a halt. And now summer 2021, people are starting to travel again. Foreign travel, international travel is just still a mess. It's such a mess with there's that new strain. I guess it's not even new anymore. It's the Delta variant. Things are still messy in international travel. You have, there's just so much you have to deal with of working with other countries to try and get these routes in and out, these airplanes in and out, customs, whatever. It's still messy. It's not going to be a while till we see international travel for fun or for business business is going to be a while a long long time because something that the pandemic taught everyone is that you can you don't have to spend money on a plane ticket you can just log on a zoom or skype or whatever and just have a video chat instead of flying across the ocean now don't get me wrong some business is needed in person i think people are starting to realize wow this stuff is really easy to do so I'm concerned with that, and that's my my biggest concern long term is international business travel. I think domestic business travel is going to take a little bit of a hit, as it did. It's it's still a big hit, but that's going to come back, but not to the point that it used to be. I believe we'll see. I would lo- I would love to be wrong on that because that means more money for airlines. So I would love to be wrong, but I I just can't see that coming back soon. But anyway, the point of that whole tangent there was I think it's completely just unacceptable that these reporters and, and, and just these websites are saying 
it's starting to look like 2019 again. It's not. It is not. Anyway, let's get to it. Delta's big summer plans, they are really trying to maximize JFK in Boston. Um, Atlanta is the heart and soul of the South. That is their biggest in and out operations for Delta Airlines. They love flying in and out of there. They own that airport pretty much. Um, they, they will definitely incorporate some more international routes through Atlanta, but they, from what I've seen, is that they are pushing JFK pretty hard. Uh, some international travel travel there. We'll see how that goes. Same thing with Seattle, is that they're, they're trying to get that going again as well. Seattle is, was a pretty slow over the pandemic, but they're starting to bring that back. Now, Salt Lake City is... Delta has had some trouble with international travel there just because it's 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 not a big market for international travel really. New York is, Atlanta is, but Salt Lake City it's not so much. So those international routes have struggled and I don't know if they're going to come back for a while those international routes from through Salt Lake City. However, Delta is announcing that they want to bring their 767s and their A330s back, those heavy big airplanes. Uh, only two jets, which is great. I think they retired all their triple sevens now because they're not super fuel efficient. So that's good. That's good for them. Delta's heading in the right direction. Uh, like I said before, they they just reported their first quarterly profit since the start of the pandemic. That's great news. Great news. Let's get those planes flying up again, the 767s and those A330s. Curious to see how this is going to go through JFK just because that's such a big market. Uh, in international, even Boston too, JFK and Boston, you have so many competitors flying in and out. Really curious to see how that's going to go compared to um, a hypothetical JFK to a London Heathrow route compared to an Atlanta to London Heathrow, both on Deltas. Curious to see how that's going to go. Or an, in another sense, a JFK to London Heathrow, uh, one on British Airways, one on uh, Delta. We'll so we'll see. We'll see. Very excited to see that. I love seeing those international travels come up, but I'm pretty skeptical still. I play very conservative when it comes to getting back in the game, when it comes to airlines, because there's a lot of money at stake. All right, now let's move on to United. They, uh, from what I've noticed, is that they're kind of taking a different. A different way to a different approach so united they're expanding to kind of pre-pandemic tests testing on their routes so what they're doing is that they're taking these new routes from their hub cities like newark or um washington reagan and denver and a little bit of o'hare and they are experimenting these routes by being the only airline to fly to this one place, maybe maybe daily, maybe two or three times a week. And then if that doesn't work, they're gonna scratch it and they're gonna not do it again or they'll try again in two or three years. So this is, I don't know if this is a really cyclical thing where they kind of do this every year. Well, obviously airlines, they go in and out and see hey, this route's not doing well, this route's doing pretty well, let's cut it, let's not cut it, that kind of thing. United, I mean, I've looked into it, they're flying to some pretty random places. 
and they are the only airline to do so. Now, if you look at the positives, they're the only airline in that market, so they're going to be the ones who make that money. However, uh, something that could go wrong is that nobody's flying on these at all, or they're sending a 737 and it's only got 15 people on it. You don't want that to happen. In that in that case, you're losing money. So, like I said, they're pushing for Newark and Washington Reagan, Denver as well. I know that they're trying to send the Denver to Munich route. Um, so we'll see how that goes. They're also cutting previous routes that didn't go well at all. They've been doing this this stuff where they're shipping, sending airlines, their airplanes on these routes, and they're just not doing super hot, so they're just cutting it and experimenting and just going from there. I don't know if they're using this time as an experiment to see, hey, what can we do? So when every airline is out of this pandemic mess, we're going to be on top. They could be doing that. Or they could be building a reputation in these markets where they're the only airline that flies there, and people like that. It's very curious to see what's going on here. On another note with United, there was that incident where that 777, Boeing 777-200 was climbing out of Denver and that engine that, that engine like exploded and pretty much fell off. Like the engine cowling fell off and that didn't go well. So they still don't really know what exactly is wrong with that Pratt & Whitney engine. So those 777s are still down. Um, Boeing actually hasn't taken that much of a hit for that considering it's Pratt and Whitney but I don't want to get because I don't I don't want to get into it because I don't know you know if Boeing owns Pratt and Whitney who owns Pratt and Whitney and that kind of stuff but United that that triple seven they're lucky that many routes aren't needing that triple seven right now because of that international travel isn't used as much at this time and then we go to American Airlines which is another heavy international or at least was heavy international travel from the united states uh like charlotte dallas o'hare phoenix uh in new york those in los angeles of course those are some big ones they're their biggest hubs in miami uh i know they retired their a330s and they have their triple seven still i think they're interpretation of this is they're still trying to recover from the pandemic rather than trying to experiment and expand right now they still have a little bit of international travel but nothing like it used to be nothing like it and so i think that they're just kind of laying low still trying to ride out and just gain as much profits as they can right now before trying something new very curious to see how this is going to go with all of these international these legacy airlines you know i don't i don't really want to bring in that's those southwest those jet blues and even though they do have some international travel it's nothing it's not that big of a market it's not that big of they're they're not an international threat compared to these three airlines here but anyway that's all for today um sad to say i was gone for a while hopefully i'll be be back and making some more but Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next time.